up, guys? Welcome to the Grind Podcast, where I talk about hunting, entrepreneurship, fitness, and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. Today, we got Pistol P back in the house. We're just coming back from the Hunt Expo. We're back to the grind of editing some of our films from our adventures last season, the Sendus Series 2.0. Next up on the docket is Broke by Unbroken. Are you calling it Broke by Unbroken or Broke by Six? I don't know. Broke by Six. broke, But he's not really a Six. I just kept calling him that. I think we should call it Broke by Six. I, that, I, that's what you said the whole time. You kept saying yeah. Six I point. think we should say Broke so. by Six. Even though he's not actually Six Point, I thought he was a Six Point going in. Yeah. We'll say Broke by Six. Broke by Six. Okay. So we're going to dive into behind the scenes of that hunt, um, the adventure that was public land, backcountry, uh, bull elk hunt, and... Uh, We'll dive into some of the ins and outs. Before we get started, though, Basemap just launched a new feature at the Hunt Expo. And Basemap's changing the the way that uh, traditionally offline maps have been done and hunting GPS apps, okay? You, you probably have on X because the majority of you guys do. However, there is a better apping company out there, and it's called Basemap. And they have this new feature called Remote Markers, where you can literally turn your cell phone or your rangefinder into a remote marker by simply hitting remote markers, ranging a target, entering the yardage, and then putting those crosshairs on your target, hitting send or set, and having that actual target go on your map. Now, this is a game changer for recovering game, um, for planting stocks. I'm telling you, if you don't have base map, you're missing out. You can get 20% off and support us by going to basemap.com forward slash muleyfreak and entering it. You can transfer all your waypoints over, all your tracks, so all your trail cameras, all your secret spots can go right over to base map. And no, they're not privy to that data. That's encrypted. They'll never see that stuff. But I'm telling you, remote markers is an absolute game changer. You know, they're taking the public and private and the offline maps, and they're taking it to the next level. And they're the number one in hunting GPS, GPS mapping tech. Remote markers is the newest thing, and this is the way this thing's going. If you don't support the little guys... And the ones that are pioneering everything, then uh, you're not American. Just kidding. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you should support Basemap. Basemap.com forward slash MealyFree. Yeah. Okay. More features, better price. Less money. One membership for all 50 states. Okay. So um, we, got, we got a backcountry elk hunt. I, of course, uh, scheduled too many hunts <laughs> in, in a season. Uh, wore everyone out in the process. Um, this, is my, um, this is my third elk tag of the year. And number three, number three, and it's a rifle elk hunt. Um, and it's kind of late season, so it's post rut. Um, so I knew that you know finding mature bulls was going to be tough. I seem to find a lot of cows, and you know I called my called Beastmaster, uh, took old Belmer up there, and we had this plan to pack in. Well, I can't remember why we decided not to pack in initially, and. Um, but anyway, we, we decided to backpack hunt, but do it a little bit different. We were going to backpack hunt um, from the truck. So we were still camping at the truck and then and then packing every single day. Um, but uh, I don't know. We First day, we, we find a lot of cows. And we just can't seem to find any bulls. And we covered a lot of area. Now, this we utilized the crap out of base map because the um, I had a deer tag. And there was only two days left of deer season. So I was in there really late. And, you know, if I saw a bull, obviously I was going to shoot a bull, but I didn't even see a buck. 
No deer at all. No deer at all. Nope. I saw a few does. No deer at all. Um, so it was somewhat of a, a frustrating deer hunt. And it's tough. It's my it's my fault for not giving myself more days. And you can't expect to go into a new area with not very many days and to be successful. So me and Belmer and Nick, we're kind of hunting around. We're checking out new spots. And, you know, we're going high. We're going low. We're covering different ends of the units. We're trying to explore roads. We're trying to use base map to figure out which roads are closed, which roads aren't. And uh, I think we saw a spike that first day. And uh, obviously passed because we wanted to uh, keep exploring the unit. And you know what? I really enjoy learning new country. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's fun because you might just find a needle in the haystack. You might just find a, a hidden gem. And I think if you work hard enough, you can. But gosh, it seemed like there was roads everywhere. And it, it, it made it tough. So at any rate, you know, Nick, Nick's plan was to hunt with us just for a couple of days. And he ultimately had to be back to work on Monday. And I was going to give another day, day and a half and, and grind it out. And so Nick left and, um, you know, we stayed a day or so. And then we, Belmer and I both went home. Yeah. And, uh, I was just like, well, went through another week of work and was going to hit it again that weekend. So we come back that weekend and, uh, you know, same same result. We're trying new areas. Uh, obviously, deer season's closed. We're still hunting elk, and gosh, it's just tons and tons of cows, tons yeah. of cows. And in fact, we only saw but a few spikes and immature bulls. Um, it was it's the oddest thing I've ever seen. Well, um, I did. I, I made three trips. Right, I went back with Belmer again. I I think so. I know, I know you went with Nick, and then I think you went back with. Did you go another weekend? Yeah, I went. I think I went another weekend. I know you went a bunch. It was like a crazy yeah. schedule. You going back and forth. And so I had this one spot that I was glassing like two, two and a half miles, and there were these finger ridges that went ident- that looked ident- identical. And there was this uh, one morning, or was it an evening? I think it was an evening. I heard a bull bugle, mm-hmm. and it was so far away, and it was so late in the season. I wasn't sure if I was my mind was playing tricks on me, right? Which is where, yeah, for how late it was for bulls to be bugling. Yeah. yeah. For, well, even when Nick and them and Belmer were with you guys, though, they thought they heard a bull bugle as well, right? Yeah. And then even one of the days you thought you heard one, and so it's surprising that there's still some bulls bugling in the area. No, actually, I just remember what happened. Sorry. While you were saying that. I went up the first day by myself, and then Belmer met me up there. That's what happened. Is that your? That's your second trip. That's right? my second trip. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I only made two trips actually. Yeah, I, I remember going through the footage, and there was kind of a gap in between. And you're talking about, oh, I saw this bull during the evening, and I was like, well, there's no fire, there's nothing of it. So I think that's the evening before you kind of went up by yourself. I should give Bilmer. you that because I have cell phone footage. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. It's really crappy phone scope footage because the bull literally like went on this rock cliff, kind of like the Lion King on Pride Rock <laughs> yeah. and stood up there and bugled. And that's all I saw of him. And I just remember thinking he's a really funky looking bull. And the best, the best I could think was that he, uh, that he, um, had broke his antler. Okay. That makes sense now when going through the footage, I didn't have that. I don't think. Yeah. That'll, that'll kind of complete one of the little things. Yeah, there. so I, I actually have that on my cell phone. It's it's super grainy, super terrible, and it was it was really quick. But when Belmer got there, I'm like, hey, you know that spot we've been hunting? I'm like, I found a bull up there. He's like, you did? I'm like, yeah. 
So when he got there, we we I can't remember if we camped. We might have got a hotel one of the nights, but I, I can't remember. If, and we anyway, we went up into that area the next morning because we're like we're gonna find this bull in there. We went up and spent a day in there and couldn't find him. Yeah. So that's how him and I had routed that way in there to that spot. So that's okay. how I knew it took yeah. two and a half hours to get in there. So Bell and yeah. I take two and a half hours. We've in and out of these draws and canyons, and it's steep country, steep country. And we found we planned around in there on base map. Obviously, we tracked it so we could uh, find our way in there. Because I knew if we had to go back in there, we we could find it a lot easier. So that's an that's another tool of uh, base map. And what's cool about base map? And sorry, this seems like a base map commercial. <laughs> the tracking the tracking feature has elevation gain, and I think we gained like twenty eight hundred feet in elevation. Like we were completely exhausted getting in there. When you and Belmer went yeah. into that spot, okay. Yeah, so that's I knew when you and I eventually found that bull that it was going to be a grind getting in there. We'll kind of complete this story a little bit more. I'm foreshadowing a little bit, but yeah, we went in there, glass, 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 same thing. More cows, more cows, more cows. And I'm like, man, I've never went elk hunting and seen so many cows. Yeah, I remember in the footage you kept thinking, okay, he'll come out eventually. Yeah. From, and then the video, nothing came out. You guys saw some mountain goats, though. Yeah, <laughs> we did see some. I think some sheep. Some sh- were they sheep? Yeah, sheep. Yeah. I think we saw some sheep. Up high. They, Up it's, high. it's far away. It's in the far footage, away. Any. Yeah, I think they're bighorns. Oh, were they? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No elk, though. No or elk. No bull. No bull. Bl- plenty of elk. Plenty of elk. Plenty of elk. Which, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the experienced hunter in me is like, okay, well, the, these bulls are tucked away in these sanctuaries where they can't be disturbed, uh, where they can't be found, where they can't be bothered so that they can recover post-rut, right? So I'm looking on base map, looking for all these areas that I think um, post-rut bull would hang out and be undisturbed, and I I can't find any. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. And I'm super frustrated. So I I start making phone calls. I start talking to other hunters. I'm like, hey, where have you found bulls? Uh, Have you had luck? This is my first time in the unit. And luckily they were super kind and, and shared some information with me, whether it was truthful or not i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe it wasn't because we when i was with you and we were asking people we still weren't finding no anything. we still weren't finding anything so i scoured the unit keep in mind we're two three weeks into season and i'm asking these people you know well there's bulls here 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 and here and and I'm, i told this guy i'm like i've tried all these places mm-hmm. he's like really he's like well, you got to get to those places opening day i'm like uh-huh that makes a little more sense how some yeah. of these six points are matured bulls were killed because it sounds like they were killed opening day. Been blown out since then. Yeah. Because we, we, when I was with you, we saw quite a bit of people. Yeah. Had camps and wall tents set up and like anywhere you went, there's almost been someone there probably. Yeah. So that, I guess that, I'm sure there's still more bulls on the unit. We just, they'd probably just been blown out, pushed yeah. or blown out or pushed killed. deep in the timber or, or yeah. maybe they're not even coming out of the timber. Maybe they're that smart that they get so much pressure there that they don't come out of those finger. Yeah. Those yeah. slivers of timber. For sure. So anyway, I talked to this one guy who's super helpful. Um, he's like, you got to try over here. So I'm like, okay. Um, well, Belmer had to go home and do something for school. So, you know, I, I had arranged with Peyton and Belmer. Bel- Peyton was going to drive up and meet me. So Belmer goes home. We can't find that bull. We check out some other areas. Still can't find any bulls. Peyton comes up, and I'm like, hey, Peyton, we're going to check out a new area. He's like, okay. I'm like, but it's in there a ways. We're like, okay. Whatever. Peyton had a great attitude. So we strap on the backpacks. I knew it was in there about five, six miles. Uh, We get in there and, you know, hear a gunshot. I'm like, well, someone found a bull. Yep. And then we start glassing around, glassing around. I saw some bulls about a mile, two miles away, and they got into the trees. I I don't know if they were bulls. They were elk for sure. I thought the one was a bull. Then we have a pile 
of elk filtering through these trees like seven to twelve hundred yards in front of us. It was there were so many elk there that we were trying to keep track of all of them. Like, hey, have we looked at that elk? Have we looked at that elk? And we looked at that. And every time we seemed to look at an elk, it was a cow. Oh, every time. And we're like, oh, maybe it's a spike, but most of the time it was just a cow. <laughs> yeah, just a cow. Well, we froze to death right there looking, trying to sort that out. Yeah, from that hike in, in the footage, it's kind of, you can tell it's steep, but it's way, it was way worse going up than you can even get in the footage of us going up that. And we were sweaty and cold and, uh, in the footage earlier, you had started a fire with your pyro putty stuff, yeah. and you had left it in your truck when you would, because oh, that was right. You'd gone back a couple different times and you'd taken it out and left it in your in your truck. So I was like, "Well, I have flint and steel in my pack." And, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh boy, you're never gonna light flint and steel." I never used it before either. I don't know why I even have it in there. Who gave it to me? Why I have it? And I sat there for what thirty minutes freaking scraping the flint off and everything trying to trying to get it started <laughs> yeah if anything you got warm trying to light that dang fire oh and yeah I, oh and yeah I, and i think if anything it kind of pissed you off which made you more determined to well, I, I had to get it when yeah. i was getting so close i was like I'm, i have to get it but i've seen people do it on youtube all the time it can't be yeah. that hard but we didn't have anything like i'd send there like with bark scraping it with my knife trying to get it started using a pine cone i think that's what i finally got started with a pine yeah, cone <laughs> i was i was actually a little surprised it took forever but once the fire got started it was nice <laughs> yeah so then we liked this fire and then we start glassing a little bit more and yeah it was, it was a knucklehead move forgot my pyro putty but luckily he had flint and still and i yeah i didn't even have a lighter because it was in this my same little uh storage little storage pouch yeah. so i'd forgot everything which is a, a knucklehead move you should never do and it's not like we were in a dire situation we would have fine it was just cold it was just it cold made it yeah. more comfortable for glassing all those elk yeah definitely well we're glassing and we finally find a bull and i'm like trying to size up this bull it was so far away i'm trying to see how big it was and you were kind of snoozing there by the fire getting comfortable and i kind of woke you up I'm like hey i got a bull well i get excited rack around and i'm sitting behind the gun and i'm just looking at him i'm like man he is not very big like <laughs> at all right at first when you told i thought i was like oh he's gonna shoot him and you kept looking and looking and i had the camera on him and we're like i don't i don't know <laughs> i'm just a, gosh i don't get behind the gun very often and i'm like man i just don't want to pull the trigger but well, I, I that totally, was your new gun too yeah and it was my <laughs> new gun but the only th reason why i wanted to kind of shoot him was i'm like man i got this new seven wisdom in i got these 198 tips that travis loaded <laughs> up for me um, he, Travis got me a custom load. These things are pushing 2935 out of the muzzle, uh, their group and like crazy. And I wanted to see how an A tip would do on an elk. Yeah. And, but this elk and how far Peyton and I were in, it was just Peyton and I, and I knew getting down to that bull and getting out of there was going to be rough. Yeah. When I looking at it, I was like, I hope he decides not to. <laughs> yeah. I, it would have been down, back out, and then like six miles out. Like once we got down and back up and over, it wouldn't have been, it was just like kind of a flat downhill. Yeah. It just would have been long. Yeah. But, and we're, we're trying, we're trying to figure out maybe there's another way we can get him out of here. And there wasn't You're like, oh, maybe we can call Belmer. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you're like, I'm just not excited to. Even yeah. shoot him. Like, is it worth it? And you're like, I've already shot two bulls this year. Yeah. I'm like, I've already shot two bulls this year. I don't really need it. I don't need the meat. I, I don't know. I just wasn't excited. And, uh, you know, what I liked about that, though, watching that back, I was like, 
you know what? I'm super grateful that Peyton is a good enough uh, employee and and cameraman that he didn't tell me no. Because I, I I was like, well, I'm here to record it. I was like, I'm on it if you want to. And then we'll figure it out afterwards. As crazy as I am, I, 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 I made the decision to pass that bull. You know, and keep in mind, we're like six, seven days in on a general hunt, and this is the first quote unquote branch antler bull we've seen. Oh, yeah. Which is somewhat disappointing. Oh, yeah. He wasn't, no one would really want to be shooting him. No. So, (laughs) unless you had horses, a horse, a pack, a pack string of horses or something, um, or or mules or whatever, most people are going to say no. And even if you have the horses, you're like, oh, we could probably find something bigger. Like, he just wasn't. He just wasn't. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's just young. So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? So Peyton and I, we kind of we decided we're going to pass it, put out the fire. Um, we made a little bit of a round, realized that that wasn't we weren't able to get out, and so we came back the other way, and we discovered a trail in there. So we had bushwhacked kind of more or less in there and climbed <laughs> yeah. up this steep finger ridge and almost killed ourselves getting in there. It was literally straight up for two hours. Oh yeah, that getting, was that was not fun. And then we learned that there was a trail into that place, and we're like, "Oh, that would have been nice." That was funny in the video. You're like, "I don't know how hikers do this for fun." Yeah, <laughs> and it really, it's like even when I'm hunting and you're hiking around, it's like, yeah, if I wasn't chasing an animal, this hike up this steep draw would not be fun at all. And people, no. but people go out and do it for fun. People go out and do this for fun and sweat and get in the dirt and, and yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like to sweat and get in the dirt, but that when i'm hunting not just for yeah fun. when you have like an objective <laughs> yeah exactly when i have a mission it's yeah. more like a mission right yeah it's not like a sightseeing thing it's like a mission yeah like and the sights are cool while you're doing it oh, but yeah. then you have the thought okay i'm gonna get this elk or deer or bear in the back of yeah. your mind as well yeah i'm trying i'm trying to accomplish something yeah so um when i set my mind to something obviously um i'll do anything to make it happen you've you've you know that oh, by yeah. now but I, I don't know it just didn't feel right for whatever reason well when know. we were up there the, just putting out the fire, hiking out. We'd kind of decided there, all right, this will probably be, we'll probably leave after this. That's what yeah. you're telling me. We, and the, didn't, the season closed in a couple of days anyway. And we, you wanted to get back for work. And so we're like, okay, we'll just head out of here. Yeah. And But then you told me there's maybe one place we'll check. And we're driving back in the truck. And you're like, we're, let's just drive over there and check this place one more time. And we yeah. have... There's like two and a half hours of light left while we're driving. And, and you're over thinking, there. I, I can't remember, I can't imagine what you're thinking because we we hadn't hunted anywhere that we could just drive and check. Yeah. Like anywhere we were going, we we're planning on it. was a day commitment to pack in somewhere. Yeah. You're like, I might be able to glass in from the road. And if we see something, it'll be like a Hail Mary to get in there and yeah. get it. Because you have to go all the way around and hike in there. So it's not like seeing it from the road is easy access. It's right. just like you can kind of glass it. Yeah. Yeah, you and can kind of glass it. So I was just thinking, oh, we're going over there. And I was thinking in the back of my head, we're probably going to see something. That's how it goes, <laughs> of course. You, you know why you're thinking that? Because you're like, we're both thinking, I sure hope we don't see anything. We'd already yeah. went 10-mile round trip on the day. Oh, yeah. We'd already got our butts smoked, froze our butts off, and sweat going out. Like, our feet our feet were hammered. Our bodies were hammered. Our, uh, I don't know, our confidence was low. And we're going to check just one spot. But that that goes into the not giving up thing. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'd I seen this bull once before. I checked it several other times. Couldn't ever turn him up again. But we're just going to give it one last try. One last try to find him. And that's what we did. There was So we drive into the spot. Um, there's probably, I don't know, hour left of shooting light. I, yeah, I think. 
Yeah, around okay. an hour. Now let's parallel that back to the first time when Belmer and I went in there looking for him. We tracked it on base, ma- base map. It took us two and a half hours to get in there. And we'd kind of mapped a route in there because it's not just a straight shot. Yeah. You got to climb around some private. Um, you got to weave in and out of some canyons, avoid some cliffs, and climb some elevation. Then you're there. Yeah. So I find this bull with Peyton. He's on this like sage ridge. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he's probably like, twenty. Yeah, a couple 20, draws in. Yeah, and he's probably two miles away. Yeah, two miles away, straight up, 2,800 feet in elevation. And I'm like, Peyton, you're not gonna like this, <laughs> but we're going to kill him. Yeah, all of a sudden in the footage, it's us kind of hiking out the one spot, thinking we were done, and then all of a sudden it's you throwing your gun and stuff on your back, like, okay, yeah. what's happening all of a sudden? Because we were done recording pretty much. Yeah. And so then it's all, oh, we're in a new spot running in somewhere else, yeah. like as frantic as we can be. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's that's why there's no uh, video footage to kind of... Like in between that. Yeah, yeah, to piece those two segments together because... It was literally headed out of town. I'm like, I'll check one last spot. Boom, found the bull. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got an hour to go. What took Bell? So there's an hour light left to get to this spot that took Belmer and I two and a half hours to get to. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be a ball buster. And we had to get in there. And it wasn't like we could post up at 1,800 yards and, or, and no. shoot this bull. Like it was either shoot him at 200 or 300 or 400 yards or or you're not going to see him at all. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. once you got in there, it's so steep downhill that you, you, you can't see where that bull is because of the way the land no. lays. It was just kind of looking. You're like, okay, I think I know what draw is on and start going in there. Yeah. But once you start getting into the country like that, you're like, okay, what draw are we in? And you're looking up and trying to figure out where we're at. So I was like running ahead of you would record something. You get in front of me, I would record something. We're like, where even are we? Yeah. And then eventually you get to a point where you're taking off your gun in the footage and you're like, I think he's going to be somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. And we, we start kind of being a little bit more quiet. Yeah. But we, it's not like we were that quiet running in there. Or no. We, we were, no, we were pretty breathing heavy, trying to run in there as fast as we yeah. can. You know, rocks are rolling down the hill. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way this sucker's going to still be in here. We sound like a set of draft horses going in here. We can't breathe. We're huffing and puffing. We're falling down. I know I took a pretty good spill. Um, it was pretty loose rock. Oh, yeah. Now, this is where the remote markers would have came in really, really nice, if had the feature been available then. We could have oh, marked yeah. that bull exactly where he was. With and the then, nav cam? Yeah, with the yeah. nav cam. And then we could have got in there a little more seamlessly and killed him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, at, at any rate, uh, we get in there, you know, we're smoked. Before we went on that pack, I dumped everything out of my pack besides some water. Oh, yeah. I, had, I like, took all my extra layers out, yeah. took my spotter out. Uh, same way. I had, like, a little bit of water from earlier. We didn't even have time to, like, refill anything. Yeah. When we were leaving, you're like, my, I don't have, like, my headlamp's almost dead. I need batteries. You forgot those anyway. Yeah. We we'd pretty much left everything out of the truck besides our pack, camera, and your gun, yeah. and the knives. Yeah. So, yeah, we were going in there as, just to get in there as fast yeah. as we can. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no shortcuts in there because we had to, like, skirt this private. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah, we didn't want to And that was stressing that. me yeah. out because I didn't want nothing to do with that private. I wanted to make sure we were plenty in the clear and get off around that private and then head up that head up that draw. Yeah. And there was no shortcuts in there. We just had to literally go balls out. Yeah, we were... We were running down, and you're running as fast, like, isn't, I guess we weren't really sprinting, like, hiking as fast as you can, because yeah. it was steep. Yeah, super steep. Yeah. And I'm, like, 
58 days in a 75 hard. So I'm in really, really good shape, and my mind's in a good spot. So yeah. when, th- when this opportunity came that we had an hour left of light to kill this bull, I was actually kind of excited. It, it I was, was like, a, I yeah. wanted to see if I can pull this off. I, w- I was thinking the whole time, like, oh, we're gonna, it's going to be so fast. I just hope we get it on footage when it, the ball does happen to pop out. I was like, when we were getting close, I was like, I don't, we might have pushed him. I don't know if we're going to see him either. Yeah, but I was trying was to get the camera too. ready and everything. And I'm thinking, well. how bad is it going to suck if we just busted our butts to get in here and we don't even see the sucker? Oh, that Did that been, cross your mind? Yeah, I was like, it's going to be a way long hike out of here. And very sad because we can't. We didn't find him after yeah. we sprinted in here. Yeah, but it was almost starting to look like that when we were going up. I'm like recording behind you, and then all of a sudden we both heard it like a kind of a, a little faint elk bugle. He wasn't going too loud, no. But he bugled up on the hill, yeah. And he'd went above us. He yeah. crossed over above us, and we kind of went under. Yeah. Well, I think I spotted him. him even before he bugled. Did, have like, you seen him? I, yeah, I'm like, I hadn't I'm seen like, him. Here, yet. Peyton, there he is, and then he ripped the bugle. Yeah, I was like coming up behind you. I was getting the long lens off of my pack, and you see that in the footage. I put the main Sony down into the grass, and then I'm holding the long lens camera like with my arm because it was so steep right there, trying to hold it on the elk. I'm like, I'm on him enough <laughs> for you. <laughs> I was just surprised when he popped out. I was like, Are you kidding me? He's yeah. actually here. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool because you put the other camera down. And then you, no, there was only one camera, right? I only had the one camera because yeah. I had no hands because I was trying to hold the long lens up. It was a steep side On hill. the tripod because the legs weren't long enough on the tripod for how, just the back leg because of how steep it was. Yeah. And I'm thinking they know we're here. I'm like, how, we, we got to be so loud, noisy coming in here. Oh, yeah. They got to know we're here. Nope. He was just pushing those cows, that, those two cows and counting cows. concerned at all, yeah. Not concerned at all, just kind of following them. He b- ripped off, I think, one more bugle, and it, the way that land laid, it just must have kept our sound off of him. I, I guess so. Maybe the wind and stuff too was yeah. blowing. Down. I don't, I don't know. He, <laughs> they weren't concerned at and all. We were though. completely exposed coming over that first little lip. Good thing he was kind of behind us, because you know when we came around that corner, yeah, and he wasn't there, we'd have been exposed. But luckily, he was up here behind us. Yeah. So anyway, steep side hill. Of course, I don't have uh, um, any tripod set up to be able to shoot off my my gun so i put my pack up there uh rack around and uh you'll hear a little bit of fumbling in the footage so this is kind of crazy and i think it's okay to talk about this um so i rack around squeeze the trigger click i'm like what i remember hearing the click and i'm like what? yeah i was like i'm yeah. like you gotta be kidding me bull kind of looks i squeeze the trigger click nothing yeah take them out put them back in rack around squeeze the trigger boom that's why the bull looks mm-hmm. so I, did, I i wasn't necessarily shooting at the bull i just wanted to see if i was just kind of shooting ahead of me in the in the in the sage there to see if it, it goes off so i'm like oh my gosh that's where um a silencer comes in too because he was just like more alert versus like got out of town yeah. this is crazy this never happened anymore this doesn't speak to bad equipment uh lone peak makes the very best actions there are travis does a phenomenal job we put a ton of rounds through this rifle and never ever had it malfunction ever and never had any of the rifles or actions yeah it's just a fluke deal yeah that was who knows what maybe was it wrong. was a bad primer because these yeah. are custom loads it could have been a bad primer yeah it does yeah just click <laughs> yeah I, I haven't diagnosed it yet but anyway i grab another round out of the dirt put it back in i'm like okay it's gonna work this time 367 yards and just crush this bull 
crushed him. Oh, yeah. I want to see how 198 tip would do performing on this bull. And it went in through the heart, out his opposite shoulder, and he was dead in 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Tops. He went kind of down toward this tumbled over right next to those cows. <laughs> so, so what were you thinking in this crazy pandemonium? Me grabbing cartridges out of the dirt and shoving them back in. Well, when it clicked, he's like he's getting so close to getting up over the hill. Yeah, there's a click. I'm like, oh my gosh, he has to get ready. And you're yeah, you're fumbling around, and I'm just hoping the camera's steady enough because I'm holding with my hand that he doesn't go out of frame or anything. I'm like, I'm still on him. <laughs> and, I, and when it clicks, I was like, oh no. We, then I was oh, thinking we ran gosh. all the way over two here. clicks yeah and oh yeah and nothing and nothing's happening again or whatever I was like we're gonna miss out because the bullet didn't go off or whatever and then you find you hit him and I'm and like he's about ready to go over the ridge oh yeah he's he's what like he's uh, it's kind of hard to tell for how steep it is how yeah. close he would have been up there but yeah I was I was like oh no we didn't get good thing I wasn't a charging grizz huh <laughs> oh that would have been bad. If, that would be the worst feeling in the world if it was a charging grizz and you hear a click. Awesome. I think once that happened, I think if you might just panic so much, you would have to have, be so calm <laughs> if yeah, that was happening. Yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah, that would be terrifying. But you know, I, I, I it, it went off with a different. I don't know. Um, I it had to been some bad uh, primers. Had to been two bad primers. That's all, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, me and Brian at Lone Peak Arms, we're gonna go through that. Uh, action and see what's see what the deal was there but yeah anyway grab my composure calm down took a deep breath exhaled and just put it right in the boiler room and yeah, that smoked him. That smoked him and that was pretty cool now we don't have a head on that camera so we didn't get real fluid follow but we're, we're going to make sure we do that in the future but just literally tipped over just kind of like oh, yeah. packed his one leg because his opposite shoulder got crushed it went Again, heart shot out the opposite sh- shoulder, so he was, was kind of like yeah, stumbling. the angle of him as yeah. well. So the angle and uh, just dumped him. Peyton's like, I can't remember what you said. You're just like, you got it. He's down. Yeah, we were both like, I've never seen an elk go down that fast. Yeah, because I've been with you. You've shot a few elk, and that he yeah. for how fast he was dead, and like people have. I've seen like Aaron has stuff with a six five PRC and other things where they'll absorb it and they'll just kind of sit there yeah. like and they're dead they're yeah. gonna die in a couple and like just as long but that he it just took him down so fast it was it was cool to watch him fall down that fast and it's always like we just ran over here and to see him just drop that fast and no tracking or anything that was really yeah refreshing yeah it was it was really nice just to see him go down in sight yeah and here, here's what you couldn't see in that video is there's a little bit of it looks like i'm taking a skyline shot and yeah. there's actually a little bit of roll behind that hill so yeah. that's why i and i knew the country going in there so i knew that there was that roll so that's why i wasn't freaking out so yeah, the you know. angle was so steep like like i was i was holding the tripod leg yeah and that's also why the footage is a little bit shaky of me trying to get over to him again but once we start getting up there like yeah it starts to flatten out like a, a lot more yeah it does look skylined in the footage yeah. but you even say that after like it's there's a burn it's just hard to it's just yeah. hard to tell yeah it's hard to tell anyway i i just think with without my mental condition um and my physical condition and you know you're 30 40 days in a 75 hard yourself i'm like there's no way we go over there and kill that bull because there was at times we're running 
over there, straight uphill. Oh, yeah. The breathing is like sprinting up a hill with your pack and camera and gun and everything yeah. going up that. Like, it was, it was, that was a good workout. Yeah. And that was after the 10 miles. Yeah. And you're saying in the film, like, if we wouldn't have done 75, you're like, not to sound like cringy or anything yeah. or but it's Cheesy. like really like if we weren't hadn't been working out and it, it would have been a lot more difficult to get in if there. not him if yeah, not. we might not even attempted it yeah if I, we, I don't think we would have if i didn't know i could get over there i, I think i would have blissed out and been like i can't get over there yeah there's no way especially since i knew it was going to take two and a half hours to get in there i'm yeah. like you gotta you gotta get in there in an hour now and kill this bull i was like game on let's do this well once we, there's once we got over to the bull we took pictures really fast. Like in like three minutes. In videos. Usually we take an hour to take pictures. Oh, to get like the best pictures we can. The pictures and stuff and... Turned out pretty good. They, they turned out good enough for how fast we did it because literally like five minutes later it was pitch dark. Yeah. Yeah. We had about five minutes and it was dark. Yeah. So I didn't take GoPro or anything. We just took... Some, like when we were leaving the truck, it was this yeah. camera, making sure we had a camera, extra battery for that, and then your gun. So then it was like, well, let's try to cut them up as fast as we yeah. can. Yeah. This I was just going to say, we double teamed and just broke that thing down. Yeah. I think you started working on the back, a back quarter. I started working on the front quarter, and we just broke that thing down. Well, when we, I had a lot of people ask me about um, how the performance was on that A-tip. I didn't look for a bullet. I'm assuming that bullet went through both sides and out into the dirt. I think it did because that shoulder, the was opposite mangled. front shoulder was destroyed. Like yeah. You picked it up, and it was just like mush. Mush. Just to hold yep. together still by its fur on the outside. Yeah, that, that's it. And we're like, there's no, this isn't There, there wasn't a good piece of meat on that other shoulder. No, so that was kind of lucky. We didn't have to pack that piece out. Yeah, but. so so that's, okay, so that's why we were able to pack that bull out in, yeah. in one trip, right? Yep. And he was he was broken. I guess that's why we were calling it broke by six. You'd seen him. You recall, I saw this broke six point. But he's a five, I think. Yeah, he's but, actually a five. But we, you know, every time you saw him, it was far. So we're calling it broke by six. And so, it, luckily, <laughs> I guess this is all the lucky part. He, he wasn't the biggest pull, no. body wise, rack size, and then you'd blown out a shoulder. So. So that's why we were able to get him out we're on like, one trip. Yeah, let's just we're like, let's yeah. just go for it. Yeah. So we went for it. Peyton had a front and a back. I had a a hind loose meat in the head and my yeah. rifle. Yeah. So um then whatever else we had, I think I came home and measured that. Or or weighed that pack. Yeah, I remember us packing out, you're like, How heavy do you think this is? I'm like, I don't know, maybe hundred you can yeah. you kinda underestimate like what it is on the mountain and you also yeah. don't want to be over You'll see people say, oh, it's over 100 pounds, my pack, and it's like 60, 70 yeah, pounds. Yeah, like 60, 70 and You don't pounds. want to be like, oh, this is over 100 pounds. And I was like, oh, maybe it's around 100. Yeah. And I think we were just kind of both kind of downplaying it. Uh, you sent a group message to all of us. How much do you think? This, 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 all, all yeah. your stuff. And I, had, your a, I had some pieces of gear, but yeah. I, I took out like tent, obviously, sleeping bag, pad, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I still had some gear. I didn't have my spotting scope. But I still had like my essential gear that I take. What, like what was the weight on yours again? 140 pounds. 140 pounds. So then yeah. after you said that, I almost had as much as you because I had camera equipment yeah. and a front and back. So mine was probably still around 120. I'm guessing. Right. I'm not. I don't know for sure. I never weighed mine. Yeah. But 140 pounds. I just know on the way out, it wasn't. It wasn't the best pack out. <laughs> no. Well, it was mostly downhill, but 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 the but that's not really easy. It it was like taxing obviously we have the rimrock climber trekking poles so that helps uh mitigate some of that steep stuff but 
Um, well, you'd forgot your headlamp too, or it died up there, right? Yeah, it died. And so you're using your cell phone, so you kind of only had one and running base pole. map. Yeah, yeah, try to because it was pitch dark, and then it sprinkled just enough to make things wet on the downhill, and it's oh that long gosh, grass. That's right. So that that was Slippery. slick. Try not to break your knee or yeah. your ankle or something. Yeah, it was absolutely a butt kicker going yeah. oh, downhill. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was at times dangerous and stupid. Oh yeah, that's how steep it was downhill, and that's how heavy our packs were. Oh yeah, it was, it was way worse. How long do you think it took us to get out of there? Two three hours. Yeah, because once once we got back to the truck, it was like eleven thirty twelve maybe. Yeah, I think around there maybe that was the hotel. But one, it was like maybe ten eleven, and we'd shot your bowl because like last light was like six. 40 something i'm yeah. pretty sure so it took us from cutting him up and getting out there it took probably two and a half three hours yeah and i didn't think it was when we how fast we got in here i didn't think it was going to take us that long to get out it took forever to get out yeah it took it was you we had to go so slow because it was so steep yeah. and our packs were so heavy i think one of the worst parts too was that little rock draw trying yeah. to get back up every rock was loose there was times where you're in front of, you're almost falling backwards yeah. one time i stepped up and almost tipped over backwards yeah. and fell down there fell down the draw yeah and that was that wouldn't have been a good draw no. to fall down it was all rocks yeah too. it was so steep i mean that's that's a good way to kill yourself is hit your head on a rock oh yeah with a heavy pack or going. break or catch your ankle on those rocks too and twist something like it it was not the the best pack out either yeah i stepped up one time and i almost tipped back over oh yeah it was and because my pack was so heavy yeah and, I, and obviously i didn't have real great footing going up that but yeah so i'm running my flashlight on my cell phone and base map and trying to because I we didn't have a ton of energy left. No, um, it wasn't like a a, a die like we're gonna die situation like two twelve was. No, but it was it, just but, we were tired. But it was physically physically exhausting. Yeah, and we hadn't really ate anything. All the, the snacks no. we took in because no. we went straight from the other place driving to find glassing up your this other bowl. So it was like we'd had a couple snacks. Well, I remember on the way over there, you give me some of those like sour sour strip thing what are those things you always do uh, the, the extreme are they the airheads sour i don't know it was like a little strip of candy yeah <laughs> a little sour before. string rope thing and then you had one of your little uh nut martha nut or one of those nut butter things yeah. packets you had on the hill and i think i had like one little snack but before like right when we started leaving i was out of water because we didn't take anything in with us, really. I'd ran out of the water on my camelback, like, right when we started hiking. So, for me, on the way out, I didn't have any water. I don't know if you did. Maybe you did. If you did, you didn't want to stop it. Yeah, it wasn't it very much. Anyway. I think it was, yeah. like, 10 ounces. But there's no way we're stopping and taking our packs off. And, like, I'm, I'm like, we're talking smoked. Absolutely smoked. Oh, yeah. That last hill, we both went different ways once we got to, like the the fence of where we needed to on it was blm of the fence i was like i'm gonna just keep going up the fence line you're like i'm gonna cross here and i remember leaving you and you told me later i got to the truck right before you did you're like i couldn't get my pack back on because you took it off yeah. and went under the fence yeah and i was like i don't want to take my pack off because we crossed up here i'm just gonna go up that way again right <laughs> and you're like i couldn't stand back up <laughs> that's right oh man I I think I had like 30 yards to go and I and I wanted to give up. It felt like forever that yeah. last 30, it said 30 oh, yards and it's straight uphill. Yeah, 30 yards straight uphill the truck and I'm like I can't do it. I can't do it. 
when I was trying I to step I, over the I'm fence, I, I couldn't. Like a couple times, I'm trying to swing my leg over, and I'm falling backwards because I could, could not get enough yeah. energy to lift my leg up. And I'm like, I'm not taking the pack off because I'm not. I won't be able to pick it back yeah. up. And the truck's right there. <laughs> yeah, and and keep in mind, we'd already gone ten plus miles. Yeah, earlier, earlier, yeah. where I'd pass that other bull, and then we'd sprinted our guts out getting in there to kill this bull, cut him up. And we all know how exhausting he is cutting up. And then we pack the entire bull out minus a front shoulder in one trip. So that was the day. And then we fought the packs. Yeah. We fought the downhill. We fought the uphill. Um, we fought the loose, the tall grass, which was super slippery. We fought the rain. It was exhausting. Let me just say that when we got back to that hotel, you know when you're so exhausted you don't want to eat? That's how I was. That's how I was too. But, but I know I, I knew I had to eat a little something. And I could I could heart like I don't know if you've been so exhausted that your brain doesn't work properly and you can't talk. But I no. felt I felt like yeah, that. That's how I was. I was like mumbling things that didn't make sense. <laughs> I, in the footage on that last part, you're like Trying to have a good attitude. I'm this, I just remember filming the camera, just like being in like a space. Like, I, oh, the camera's on. I'm recording. It's good enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just talking. And you'd boiled water for my mountain house to get it ready. And I don't know what I was eating. But that was, even when I was that hungry, I don't know what mount, I'm not, I, there's mountain houses I like. There's frozen meals that I like of theirs. But whatever one I was eating, it was not the meal I needed for, for after yeah. that. You had yeah. ramen. Yeah, I had ramen. No protein. Yeah. Like 300 calories. It was just putting food in our bellies. Yeah. But the, I'm just instantly going over and putting the the water in my in my mountain house pack and thinking, yeah. oh my gosh. And I, I remember sitting on the ground in that hotel <laughs> against the thing eating that like, oh man, that sucked. This food sucks. So yeah. Bad. I just wanted a hamburger. <laughs> oh, I know. Everything was closed in town by the time we got back. That, that was, yeah, that was kind of sad. Yeah. yeah, that was sad. <laughs> You know, the one thing you really look forward to after busting your balls is like a really good meal. At least I do, especially after oh. you're successful. Oh, yeah. Like a really good meal, high calorie, um, lots of protein. A greasy hamburger always just hits the spot. Oh, man. You just feel so good. So, uh, you know, that was one of those hunts where I was smoked for four or five days afterwards, too. Just like the 212 film. I was absolutely smoked. Oh, and we were still doing the 75 hard as well. Yeah. That week was a difficult week of 75 hard. Yeah. Because of how sore that hike out was. I remember the next day, because we had to drive home and going home and like, I still have to work out and doing that workout when I got home. And then I had to work out again tonight for my yeah. second workout. Oh, you couldn't even move. Yeah, I could barely I, even move. I could barely break and, and hit the gas pedal. Oh yeah, I look. I just had it on cruise control like the whole entire time. Yeah. So, so one thing that I tried to do on the way home was to make sure that I stayed hydrated. Oh yeah. It was, was loading myself with protein, staying hydrated, and then every time I'd go to fuel up at the gas stations, I was making sure that um, also I was stretching. Oh. Because because my body because then you work that hard and then you go and sit in a little space and drive. Oh yeah, Your, it makes your legs even more. That's, tight a, and sore. that's a good way to get old fast. <laughs> yeah. Is work that hard, almost kill yourself, and then go sit in a little car. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The the drive home was not fun. Yeah. But you know what? I was pumped. I got to fill the freezer again, and I oh, actually yeah. gave this bull to my mother and father-in-law who don't hunt, went over and put it in their freezer, um, obviously cut it up and, and process it and whatnot. But 
I was pumped to be able to share that with them. They it's, enjoyed it? Oh, yeah. They love it. Yeah. Every time I go over there and we do a family dinner or whatever, she's using it for meatloaf or uh, spaghetti or something like that. And it, it just makes me really proud that I contributed to that. You Aaron know? talked about it in his um, one of his recent hunts about how him and Taylor only eat elk meat yeah. now. And I'm like, once you start getting it, it's like, why would you want it? I mean, yeah. beef's good sometimes, like everyone yeah, talks about, every occasional good steak. But if you can fill the freezer with your own game and stuff, it's so much better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we love the game. And, you know, one of the things that we really didn't talk about is one day we hiked into those burns, which, you know, we found some burns on base map. And me and Belmer and Nick and I hiked into those. Couldn't find anything. We went to the tippy tops of those burns and – we froze our nuts off. Like, it was so miserable. It was colder than the day you lit that fire with it, Flint and It steel. looked really cold that day you guys started Dude, your fire. Dude, it sucked. And, and it was, it, you're fogged in and yeah, stuff. Yeah, fogged in and snow rolling in. And, and the reason I just brought that up now is because just reflecting on this adventure and how hard we worked to kill a broke by six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, but that's it was what a made it cool, man. What, yeah. if you, what if you just would have smacked a 300 bull from the road? What's the fun in that? Like, yeah, like first day or something. Yeah, sure, that's fun. But, like, there's just more adventure when you work your nuts off. Yeah, it's always more rewarding. Yeah, it's I, more rewarding. When, since we just got back from the expo, like, looking at all these big bucks, and um, a lot of them are, like, private land or these super expensive tags. But then you see the ones that are, like, okay, this was a public land, 190-inch, 200-inch buck. And it's, like... When someone grinds for it or gets lucky finding it, it's always this more rewarding. And I'm not taking away that just because you worked hard to get a different tag, but like there's always always more behind it, even if it's just a smaller deer for grinding for it. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's the universe. And I think that's how in my, this is just my belief that God set up the universe and the universe rewards you when you work hard. Yeah. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's coincidence. I think the harder you work, the luckier you get because the harder you work, you're being rewarded. Oh, yeah. It's always one of those things like, well, maybe the next draw, there's something over there. Yeah. And you go over there and there's not. And then you're like, oh, that draw, look, maybe the ne- maybe the next ridge, there's something over there. <laughs> and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then eventually you're going to get lucky, right? Unless yeah. there's nothing on the unit completely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's that was the whole goal with that. You just had to get lucky one time yeah. and you finally got that one broke by six. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? In in, in this film and this adventure, uh, the broke by six, the size of the bull um, doesn't match the size of the adventure. No. And for me, a lot of times the adventure outweighs the size of the animal. Now, I obviously love the meat. I eat all of it. I love it. That's all we eat. I have a family of six, but um, I'm a trophy hunter. I want I want the biggest animal on the mountain, but that's also because... The, a bigger animal pushes me harder. It makes me hunt harder. It makes me be better. And I think it doesn't mean that, yeah. they, that the meat is less important to me. And it's nice to have those goals for in your hunting yeah. too. And just going out and shooting something every time. Like some people do just go out. They just need the meat anyway. But when you've been hunting for so long, it's like you want to have some goals of checklists you want to hit to fulfill your hunt. That's how I always am when I go hunting. I'm like, I want to shoot a coyote. I want to find a shed. I want to then yeah. get a big buck or something. Yeah. And having those checklists uh, or check that checklist makes it more complete to me in the end. If I just go out there opening day, shoot a buck, and I'm like, well, I didn't get to do all these other things I wanted to do on my hunt. I, yeah. I want it to be 
re- more rewarding. And I, yeah. it's different for everyone. Yeah. And maybe your thing is, I'm. It's my first year. I'm just going out there to get my first buck. But once you've got your first buck, it's always it, you want to push yourself to yeah. something better. Yeah, you want to push yourself to something better. You know, same thing when you're working out or you know you're training. Exactly. You, you want to keep pushing yourself to more. Anytime you're trying to improve your kit, your backpacking, your equipment. Why did you buy new gear this year? Why did you, uh, you know, buy new pant, new hunting pants? Because you want to continue to improve, right? Yeah, buying better equipment so it's more comfortable as well. And it's like, okay, the first say the first time you run a mile, it's seven minutes. Or you're going to be happy running a seven-minute mile. It's like, no, you're going to try to go faster every single time. And that's how it is with, like, the hunting. Go a little farther, shoot a bigger buck. It's like, okay, I shot a 180 buck last year. I want to shoot a 185 buck at least, a 190 yeah. buck. Because yeah. you're not going to get bigger if you don't push yourself and hold out yeah. on the smaller yeah. stuff anyway. The, the bigger ones aren't easier to get. No, they're harder. Sure. They're way harder to get. Yeah, <laughs> and but you have to have those those goals to keep pushing yeah. yourself. Absolutely, and that's like how it was for your hunt. Like, we're not saying it's a garbage unit. We don't really know. We yeah. never saw. Yeah. There could be. I'm sure there's big bulls on there. I'm sure there's two. Find. We couldn't find them. But your the goal was I'm going to come to this new unit, never hunted before, and find a bull and and get him down. Right, and, and that's what you did. So that's why it was also rewarding for you. Yeah, definitely. Learned a lot. Saw some absolutely magnificent country. Yeah. Saw some bighorn sheep. Saw a few deer. Um, it was funny after the deer season had, when I showed up, the deer season had ended, and we we saw we saw, we were starting to see a couple bucks. We saw that little we saw a little three point. Oh, yeah. you shot him on the last day of the deer hunt. That uh, three point we shot. Gosh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Jeez, <laughs> it's just funny not. how that's how it not goes. You haven't seen any deer. And then we started seeing them once the hunt had ended. <laughs> you, yeah. you told me, I haven't seen any deer. And we were seeing them all over the place yeah, after it's that. Yeah, it's because we explored that south side. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun to learn. It's fun to explore. It's fun to get on base map and, and utilize the tools and features and terrains and pick out spots that you think there might be elk and then go in there and work your butt off and explore. And it's fun when you don't know what's around the next corner or in the next draw. That's part of the exploration that makes it so exciting and so fun. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you checked out a lot of different places. Yeah, I checked out some pretty awesome stuff. So, anyway, that's all for this episode, guys. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Send me an email, eric with a K at mealyfreak.com. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Please help us grow the show. Um, send us to your friends. Watch the YouTube video. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, Peyton and I put together, and, and Aaron all contribute to putting together these awesome films and adventures and edits. And we could sure use your, your support there. And then at the end of the day, if you want to support us so we can keep doing this, go to mealyfreak.com and pick yourself up some merch. We have some fantastic hoodies, shirts, hats. In my opinion, one of the best bino harnesses on the market. Uh, the best rifle cover on the market. So go in and pick that up. In fact, so we've been talking a lot about base map. So for this episode, we're going to give away three base map pro memberships along with three rifle covers. So um, in order to win those... Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment on what you liked most and share it, please. So that's how you win win that giveaway. Uh, thanks for listening to P&I. Uh, catch you on the next one.